is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down handoff, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And Everson Walls hey, here. You're going to get me on the, on the audio, <laughs> man. We're going to have on, to work man. on that. we got to officialize this thing. Come on. I talked to Douglas Barraclo <laughs> yes. about that uh, yesterday or the day before. Get on it, Doug. Yes. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Cubbies in the building. And we are here in the SWBC Mortgage Studios. And you know what? It's time to win some football games around here, wouldn't you say? Sounds like from everybody, uh, their happy meter, it's past time to win some football games. It's time to win some football games. In fact, Jerry Jones was making the rounds this morning on local television, and that's what he was saying. Time time to win win some football games. And he sounded encouraged that they're going to win some football games, and it starts tomorrow at 3.30 at AT AT&T Stadium against the Buffalo Bills. Well, you know, his post-game comments kind of scared the children a little bit, so he wanted to make sure they didn't have (laughs) nightmares when they went to bed at night. So he wanted to ease things a little bit, let everybody know, hey, we're not going to panic here. We're not in panic mode. I just wanted to scold the kids a little bit, so... Now we're back on track. We're back to the optimism that is Jerry Jones. That's exactly you right. You know, I thought um, even when the schedule came out and before they got to this point in the season with this record, I thought with these three away games in, in four, starting with Detroit, that for them to kind of come out on the back end of that well, that they needed to win three of the four. Mm-hmm. And I th- still think that's got to be the goal. Got to win three of these four. You've lost the one, so now it's time, as you said, to start winning. And the the game that you thought they would lose, uh, those four, would be the trip to New England. Yeah, that's right. Probably. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, and who knew? And at the beginning of the season, who knew what the Patriots were going to be? You just knew going to New England, it was going to be a, a tough road, and playing back to back road games like that. But so, you didn't you didn't factor in the weather. Yeah. Being being such a such a problem that you can't even judge where you are right now. To and to me, that's uh, we keep falling back on weather and and you know what where, where are we right now? To me, New England was just like a pause. It didn't prove us anything. It didn't show us anything. We didn't show them anything. You know, it was what it was. It's what we figured would happen. But we wanted to be in 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 uh, ideal conditions to where we could say, okay, well, our offense. Is better. This is how we is match better. up with him. We yeah. can't really. We couldn't really judge that, just based on the conditions that we were we were looking at. I mean, it was kind of an even Steven game if you if you kind of looked at it. I mean, they didn't do much offensively. The Cowboys helped them uh, to at least ten points. So, yeah. Um, but I think you just gotta you gotta go forward and these these next. Couple games. Boy, you sound like Jerry. You've been hanging with Jerry, man. You gotta go forward. Wow. That's right. That's the tagline. You sound like the Republicans, man. I I was gonna say we we need to be great again, you know. Wow. Wow, man. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I need to be great today, all right? No mistakes. Back back to football. Uh, I would say this, yeah, it was it was a close law it shows you the expectations of this team you lose by four points at new england and 
you know, this this thing is it's controversy around here because they've lost now to what is it, four teams with winning records. They're 0 and 4 in those situations. And it's just like the Minnesota game, though, where you feel like late in the game you had a chance to win it. Questions about the special teams, questions about the play calling. And then Jerry comes out and and voices frustration. And that's that's where we are. I mean, I think if you take a big picture look at it, look, they are where they they're right where they could be in terms of trying to win the division. Everything's still in front of them. But they feel like there's missed opportunities, and you still feel. And the players say it too; they don't feel like they've played their best football yet. And so there is a there. As J- Jason Witten said yesterday, we're all frustrated. You know, he he said Jerry's right to feel that way, and it involves the players too. We got to execute better. Um, so there's good stuff, but I don't think anybody feels like this team's where they need to be right now. Well, because they got so much hype. There was so yeah. much hype in the off season. Everybody just oh, championship game or bust. Yeah. We're still there, no matter. How much we're screwing up right now? Best we're talent since the nineties. All this talent we have. Yeah. Let me tell you something, guys. If you get a good defensive back on a good wide receiver, I don't care how much talent you have. If I'm a good defensive back, you're gonna have some problems. I don't have to be Everson Walls or Mike Haynes or Lester Hayes. I could just be a good solid defensive back, and I could I could I could upset your entire game plan. Mm-hmm. So let let's just be real about how. We've got so much talent to nobody else can compare. Obviously, they can. So we, we need to realize that this, this season, every season, every game, it's got to come from the heart, guys. Let's just be real. We can't go out there and outthink anybody. we got to go out there and outfight them. And I thought the Patriots game, rain or shine, I wanted to see them outfight Okay, whether we won or not, we talked about it before the game. All we wanted to see was fight in the game. We wanted to see effort. We were hoping to see better coaching. We were hoping to see fewer mistakes. But I wanted to see what kind of heart they had as they went up to New England. Are you going to be afraid? Are you going to choke under the pressure, whether it's rain, whether it's defense, whether it's Brady or Belichick? How are you going to respond? That's what I wanted to see. You know, the defense responded. I mean, well, I guess both defenses responded. They had no that choice. Game, Can't yeah. stand up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they had a little help, right? <laughs> and we tripped them. So come on, yeah, man. right. Yeah, that's them. right. Yeah. Oh, don't get me started again. <laughs> <laughs> and so, starting tomorrow, now they need to show that fight. You know, that's one thing that's that uh, in the last few years there has. There's always been a crisis point in a season, and uh, this team has responded in the regular season three out of the last five years to come back and win a division. But I'll Seven even, straight last year? Seven? Uh, Seven and one down the yeah, stretch. Yeah, that's right. The Indianapolis game was mm-hmm. the one uh, in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and, and, so, and there was definitely a crisis going on at that point after the Tennessee game last year, and they responded. Okay, even a couple of years ago, the horrible November that they had when Zeke was going through his suspension, and I remember interviewing Dak Prescott right after the Thanksgiving game, and I was I was taken aback by how confident he was after those three straight games in which they could do absolutely <laughs> nothing. Three games and in single digits of points, I think. Oh, I it, mean, was it, just, it was awful. Yeah, it was it was horrible. Stretch. I was like, how in the world can you be confident I, about I, the future I tried to now? Those, BJ. Right? I really was trying to forget. But, but I interviewed Dak, times. and I came out of that going, they actually got a chance to get back in this thing. And they did. you know. Yeah. And it came right down to the Seattle game mm-hmm. right before yep. Christmas. Yep. Uh, and the year before that, they win the division. So three out of the last five years, they've won the division when they've been in a crisis point in the season. And now we're going to see if for the first time since 2004, 
there will be a repeat champion of the NFC East. Mm. It will depend on how the Cowboys the respond. You know, and the Cowboys have the chance to be a repeat winner and be the first time since the Eagles back in 2004 that we've had a repeat winner in the NFC East. See, and that, that's why this is kind of a weird situation. I don't know how you guys look at it as I might be off base here. You probably so are. So is everybody mad because <laughs> they're, not, they're not very good and they're 6-5? and five? Or is everybody mad is they're too good to be 6-5? To be 6-5. Six six yeah, six it's right. the matter. It's yeah, it's the expectations right? for this team because the talent sure. is better and, than six and five. Well, now if they were seven and four right now, had they won that game against the Jets, and I hate to keep bringing it up, but Jerry brought it up by the way. You know, the the one loss that uh, where well, we know, really had no chance, right. even in the end, right? Is that what is that? I mean, he I was look at that game as the one that lose the Jets. Yeah, I mean, even Packers was bad. We yeah. came out bad, but we still had a chance. But the Jets, that was the that was, that was definitely our low point. Especially looking yeah. at what their record was, and right. then what they did the next week, and the next week, and uh, and you got to make up for that loss. And the chance to make up for it was New England. You didn't get it done. Now, what's the next chance to make up for it? Probably have to beat the Rams. And I think everybody thought at the beginning of the year, well, that's a loss. I guarantee you, whoever filled out those schedules, they got to the Rams and checked an L there. Now it's not an L. They're the same as you are. And they're oh, struggling. no, they're worse. Yeah, they're, no, they're worse. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Rams have well, taken was, a they just fall. Lost. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That, that deal Monday night was just unbelievable. So, in other words, it's the Bills. Yeah. you got to beat the Bills. <laughs> you got to yeah. beat the Bills. That's it. That's it. Exactly. I, I don't know what their approach was in the previous years where they made this streak. You know, of course, there's confidence and all that, but you have to make a, a, a analytical uh, change in whatever you're doing. And I don't know what they've done in the past to make that happen, but they better, they better repeat it this year. Yeah, and I know we've talked about the Bills' schedule, and ever since you pointed out that you know they haven't played a tough schedule on paper at all. You look at their personnel, though; it's a good team, good team, and and that's the team with a lot of motivation. Because I just went back and looked at their past record history. I think this is an opportunity for them to make the playoffs. <laughs> Two of the last three years, you go back beyond that, it's wow. been like twenty years. Hey, you know, so since, they're since trying Wade to rebuild Phillips. something. Here. I was looking at this last night. I'm glad you brought it up. Since Wade Phillips coached the Buffalo Bills, 1999, they made the playoffs, and I think that was the game in Tennessee, oh my the playoff game, the Music City, they, Miracle. Music City yeah. Miracle, where they lost. Okay, since 1999, nine. Okay, oh, but prior to that, 88 to 99, which included four straight Super Bowl losses. Okay, you're very familiar mm-hmm, with Emerson. Mm-hmm. They had nine out of 12 seasons in which they had 10 or more wins. Since 1999, the Buffalo Bills franchise has had three seasons that they have had a winning record. And in those three seasons, their record has been 9-7. and seven. Three years in basically 20 years that they've had a winning record, and they've won nine games in those three years. And 0-4 in 2014 and 2017. And here they're looking at if they can win tomorrow, it's their ninth win of the year. That looks like a mix shot for today. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Yep. I don't mind stealing. But how about that? Yeah. Good so, research, Bill. Marv Levy, where have you gone? How many coaches have they been have they gone through since since, since Marv Levy? Uh, and did Wade have like two winning seasons yeah, out was, of the three he was there? And they yeah. fired him. And they yeah. fired him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Careful what you ask for. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so the coaches that they've had since then have included. That was going to be my next question. Okay, I just went back over the last ten years, starting with Chan Gailey in 2010, and then it was Doug Marone, 
and then Rex Ryan, and now Sean McDermott, who's doing a good job with him. Mm-hmm. But you go back the previous decade, Dick Geron was one. I'm trying to remember myself. I can't. I can't it's hard. It. It's hard to remember. So you're saying after Wade? Yeah, after Wade. Yeah, it gets. Oh, Ryan. That Ryan always brought uh, Dennis Thurman with him everywhere he went yeah. when he coached back then because it was the Jets first, then he went to Buffalo. Both of them were failed campaigns, but having uh, t- just seeing Dennis Thurman on the sidelines of Thurman's thieves, that was always good to see him. Yeah, but, but really with Buffalo, since right before, Rex was there for two years. They've been hovering around 500. It's like they, they haven't been 2-14 and 14 to get the top pick in the draft. No, no, they were always right around team 500, that was uh, but they were very just unremarkable. Mm-hmm. They were always very unremarkable. Right. Defensively, they were okay. Offensively, they weren't. And that was always the problem offensively. All right, one other note before we take a break. Darren Woodson is a semifinalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame wow. for the fourth time. That was announced uh, yesterday. I think it's three times in the last four, four years. Four times he's yeah. been? A semifinalist. Top 25. Top 25. And it's a 20-man so. class this year, so maybe there's more of an opportunity. But I think it's five modern-era guys getting yeah, out. I don't yeah. know if that's – is that more than usual? No, that's it's, about the same. So it's, about the same. it's about the same. So it's not – It's all about us senior guys. Yeah, they're trying to get yeah. us out of the way before we start dying off. <laughs> you know, that's all it is, man. Because I think 10 of those are going to get in, 10 yeah, seniors. Yeah. You're talking about guys played back in the freaking 30s, man. Yeah. You know, I wonder if they're still alive. It's like they're playing catch up, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. They're catching up with the with the grandkids. The grandkids are old now. All the yeah. seniors they're trying to put in. Well, we got to get Everson in there. Yes, that, we do. Well, I can still walk. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Walk up there. All right. We continue with more talking Cowboys in just a moment. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. Ready? Okay. Give me an S. S. Give me an O. O. Give me an S. S. Give me an O. O. What's that spell? So, so. Are we going to win? Not if we play like we cheer. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa. Open Dallas. Dallas Cowboys. 
I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. The Big 12 Championship game is coming up a week from Saturday at AT&T Stadium. It's the Oklahoma Sooners and Everson Wall's favorite quarterback, Jalen Hurts, against the Baylor Bears. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff. Don't miss your opportunity to get tickets before they sell out. Tickets on sale now at SeatGeek.com. Who you got, BJ? Who you got? Better be OU. Okay. Better be. Better but be. But I have a feeling that Baylor's going to – I tell you what, Baylor's got a really good coach. I think that is a great story. That is just mm-hmm. an amazing story. You talk about uh, Mr. Art, you know, just kind of crapping on the whole program. And, you know, <laughs> this guy comes in. I thought they would be years – I mean, years before they mm-hmm. came back. I mean, to it could have been needed. an SMU. Type it could have been. Right? That, I just think that is yep. such a great story. Matt, such Matt a great Rule story. came close to being the head coach of the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a very good chance of getting that last year, and he uh, and you talk about Lincoln Riley being on the radar of NFL teams. I'm thinking Matt Rule ought to be right there at the head of the class. If yeah, you have some coaches coach. though that are in college. They're just better for college. Mm-hmm. I don't mean they're better fit for college. That and means I, college is better off having them, having those type of coaches. He seems like one of those type of coaches. See, I think Lincoln Riley is that too. Yeah. I think one of the one of his strengths is his recruiting, and so everyone talks about him being an NFL coach and so forth. And he has not. And, and one of the things you look at on that is uh, all right. It worked with Sean McVay, a young coach in the NFL. Well, Sean McVay, basically, as Tom Brady said, he came out of the womb hating the Cowboys. Well, Mm -hmm. Sean McVay came out of the womb preparing to be a National Football League coach. His grandfather, of course, uh, was a coach in the NFL, one of the architects of the 49ers, though Bill Walsh gets Mm -hmm. all the the credit. Um, But Lincoln Riley, he's never basically set foot on an NFL campus. Uh, he's He's come out of the womb training to be a college. To me, I mean, so. I, I know I'm going back, but it's like Eddie Robinson. They they, they touted him for the Rams mm-hmm. job years ago, mm-hmm. right after I left out. I think it was around the, in the mid-'80s. And it just wouldn't have been a good fit. Yeah. He is made for college and coaching. Lincoln He's made is a to great recruiter. There's a reason yeah. that they're getting such good recruiting classes. He And he really has a passion for recruiting, too. There you go. All right, these Buffalo Bills. Can, uh, I, ask, can I ask yes. a question yes. since you were on that? It dawned on me today, and maybe you guys know the answer. When's when's the last time a highly successful college coach who still had a job mm-hmm. left that to come to the NFL to be a head coach? Jimmy Johnson. Well, that, I mean, you might be right. Harbaugh. Uh, Jim Harbaugh. Think about it. And, uh, Was Harbaugh successful? Uh, yeah. Made to Super Bowl. Yeah. No, no. 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 He, had, he had Andrew Stanford. Luck, and he was winning Stanford. 10, 11 yeah. games. Stanford. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Pete Carroll and, did pretty good. And well, Pete Carroll was an NFL guy before Harbaugh. So. Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah, John Harbaugh. Je- oh, Jim, Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Yeah. So how did he do? Got to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he was okay like, that yeah. one year. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one year. What's that was a big year, though. But what's happening Who was now? His quarterback? Is these college quarterbacks. I mean, <laughs> yeah, these college crap. Who was his quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> Alex Smith. <laughs> no. Yeah, Alex Smith. 
these successful college coaches aren't leaving their jobs to go to the NFL. There's a bunch of them who, who have who have not been successful. And Chip Kelly, once again, doesn't have UCLA in a bowl game there's as he's back now in, in the college ranks. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said for earning a state pension. Because you're and getting they're state making pension. big money down there, too. Right? I mean, you know, college mm-hmm. coaches are getting paid. It's like you don't have to leave to get a better paycheck. They might, right? hey, so let's just say with uh, players about to get paid now, will that cut into the coaches? <laughs> salaries. That's why they don't want the kids well, to get paid. I'm wondering how that's going to work. And, and that is that is the money factor is a huge deal when you're talking about college coaches leaving a top ten type program and this job security that you have there compared to this. Well, you've I mean, got four different potential uh, sources of income: gear. TV show, radio show, and your coaching salary alone. That's a good point. But I, it, sometimes it's just, you know, Saban did it, though. He's, it's that brass ring. You know, you want to try to see just how good you are, but when you get there, you don't get to pick every player you want because you're one of the top programs in the country. So mm-hmm. you got to rely on the draft. you got to rely on free agents hoping to come to you. So you, have to, you have to take orders from your GM. There you go. Yeah. I yeah. wonder what Saban would have been like the la- if he had stayed, whether it's at the Dolphins or another NFL job, what kind of success he would have had over the last 12 years. I think as somebody probably would have knocked NFL. him out. That's what I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably what happened. I, like, I love Nick, but I don't know. He, he, he doesn't do well with pros. You know, you can talk to college kids like that, but when it comes to the pros, it's a totally different thing. Yeah. All right, uh, these Buffalo Bills, uh, Everson, in the first segment, you talked about a defensive back can shut down a team. Well, the Bills got a pretty good defensive back, a corner, their first-round draft pick from 2017, Tredavious White, who has four picks on the season. That's one of the strengths of that team, and that defense is pretty strong. They'll use him, too, to um, follow around their best team's other team's best receiver too we saw that last week with Stephon Gilmore I don't know if they're going to do that against Amari Cooper but that's how much confidence they have how's Cooper feeling seems like he's doing okay right he's he took part in yesterday's practice yeah but they really haven't practiced Uh, hard this week he was uh he was full participant last week he did have 52 snaps in the game last week which is a little bit less than what he is accustomed to. I wonder if they're trying to manage him a little bit. Not as much as they did the week before against Detroit, Mick. But I think one of the things they did with him to manage that knee is when they knew they were going to load up and run the ball, they didn't have him out there. Of course, yeah, we they saw that. They had Tavon yeah. out yeah. there. And, and right? that, that really, it kind of contributed to a little negative uh, commentary on, on Coop because everybody's thinking, you know, because he's over there waiting to get back in the game. Right. And he looks like, you know, I don't want to get back in the game. But he's really just over there waiting for the coaches to call him back in. He's over there soaking, and it, it just looked bad. So everybody was thinking. Soaking or sulking? Ah, uh, interesting. <laughs> and maybe both. Yeah, and that's, that's what right. it looked like. It looked like he was soaking while soaking. Uh-huh. But, that's you know, right. it was just, you know, when you're out there soaking, then, yeah, you're going to soak. That's what comes along with it. It wouldn't kind of look the same way on the side. Yeah, I mean, when he you're was that out kind the of same weather, series. we all look like we're so- soaking uh-huh. as we're soaking. But he, it, I, I think it's. I was still worried at that time if the uh, effectiveness by Gilmore was uh, was was contributed by the injuries mm-hmm. that Amari had, just not being full strength. And so I was hoping they just wouldn't even practice him this week. Well, really. somebody yeah. wrote a story that what affected him is playing on the road that he doesn't play well on the road. Hmm. And I'm going, okay, one road game in a in a downpour. He played three games on the road against the Jets. Three plays. 
uh, in That's that right. game and came out. So they were comparing his road catches to his home catches, and it's like he just doesn't go on the road. I said, oh, doesn't travel. We well? got to look at that. I'm sure that. And I what is? I mean, and who are you playing too? Right. right? Who's the corner you're going up against mm-hmm. in, in some of those games? And and the one game on the road, um, Saints. Yeah, the Saints, they didn't do anything offensively, mm-hmm. Nobody right? Did. Yeah. And then there was another road game where they were kind of controlling his snaps. They didn't want to overdo it. And I still think that's kind of what's been going on with him. But having said that, you know, okay, he got shut out, right? Well, he had two catches called back by uh, penalties, and they were significant catches. Yes, they were. And then you can argue about the big one at the 50-yard line at the end of the game. Did he have it? Did the ground cause it to move? Or did it were his hands underneath the ball and then it popped up? So this, I was I was as riding home, you know, I hate listening to sports talk radio. I can't believe no. I'm one of you guys now. Music. I, yeah, music. I'm crazy with you. Especially with after you. games. After games. Music. So I, I just happened to, you know, you know how it is. You get in the car, you're thinking, and then all of a sudden you hear somebody say something stupid. They tried to call <laughs> it a drop. Oh no! I, the com the guy called it a drop. <laughs> the fourth down incompletion. The fourth down oh, no. incompletion. Mm. It was considered like the narrative is already you know printed in stone. It was a drop. Mm. You know, like we already know this. It's a drop, and okay. so that just you know that's why diving I, that's catch why I don't on listen a, to you guys. A ball man. that was soaking I'm wet. You. I am with you. <laughs> there's an old there's a proverb about that. When you don't hear wisdom, get away from them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about this? Because it's interesting. I haven't looked at the the home and road splits for Amari Cooper this season because I just hear the narrative out there. I hear it asked by reporters in press conferences or in the locker room or whatever. And I just assume, okay, they must be know what they're talking about. All right. And so I'm sitting here looking at his game by games this season. Okay. And these are his road games at Washington. He had four catches for 44 yards and a touchdown. Okay? Yeah, it's not huge, but got a touchdown on four. And they won the game 31-21. No problem on offense. Okay? Next road game was at New Orleans, which was a 12-10 game. He had five catches for 48 yards, which isn't big numbers at all, but okay. That was typical of the offense period. Offense right. Period. That's the way that game went. The Jets, as Mickey mentioned, he was in for three plays in that game. He had one catch for three yards, which is pretty good right there. If he was in for 60 plays, he'd have 60 catches. (laughs) Uh, Too much optimism, Bill. At at the Giants. Okay, at the Giants. Only four catches, but 80 yards and a touchdown. Which came to 20 yards a catch. Yeah, 20 yards a catch. And then at Detroit, three for 38, which wouldn't. Okay. So he's got... Of his touchdowns this season, three of them have come in road games. Yeah. I mean, I think he's dealing with some stuff right now. It's started since training camp. He's had a lot of little lower leg stuff, and this is a tough stretch for him. I think he's going to – nobody's going to enjoy that 10-day break after the Chicago game more than he is. And they just, <laughs> they just got to get him so through. Good. so true. They yeah. just got to get him through <laughs> to the Chicago game. Yeah, yeah. right. right. So the, difference, the difference is on the home games, he's had four 100-yard games. Mm-hmm. And so people look at that and say, oh, there's a huge difference between home and road for him. It's, so. it's always a difference between home and road, whether it's a team situation, an individual situation. Who everyone plays better at home. That's just the way it is. And the timing itself, you know, the timing itself with the injuries and all of that. And, you know, sometimes our offensive output can be a little shady. So he's just a victim. And you watch when he gets nine catches for 150 yards and two touchdowns tomorrow. (laughs) How come you play so much better at home? It'll increase the narrative. Uh That's exactly right. All right. uh, What else concerns you about this Buffalo team? How are their special teams? 
They, they, the good. returners are good. Good. Yeah. Um, Andre Roberts. Yes. Out of the Citadel. I saw him last week. Yes, he did well last week. Mm-hmm. I saw that. What you looking up, Mick? I was looking up their return yards, and it. You have to be a little quicker than that, Mick. It might be. They might show up. The Minnesota game might show up. Here. <laughs> preseason. Let's see, let's see what they did in the preseason. Yeah, how they Mick? do in yeah. August. Yeah, yeah. 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 Since uh, you're, you're reading out all the stats. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so I was, see, I was, see, this is about no, analytics, no, no. I'm, okay? I'm, I'm if, <laughs> Mickey's looking at his analytics there, and it's not happening quick enough. That's why you can't be listening to the analytics guy in your headset, Mickey, right, during the game. Their, their stats are, are weird. <laughs> I saw, I saw on Twitter last night. I saw just your face, Mick, and it said the most most uh, knowledgeable person of the Dallas Cowboys. Well, you know what I, you know what I did. I said, "Wow!" Did you did you know what I did this morning to get back at him? No. Douglas and I were clowning, clowning around, and I said, "Oh, okay, Stone Age." I said, "When we start the show today, I'm going to have the theme song from the Flintstones playing." <laughs> Did you crack them up? Good. Just crack them up, especially when the yabba dabba do thing. Stone Age Mick. I was a little worried that it would go right over their heads, like they didn't know what it was. You know, the theme, the theme song from what? The opening of the. Stones. No, I thought you. I thought you said Flintstones at first. Flint, Flintstones, Flintstones. Meet yes. the Flintstones. Yes, oh, man. our man, Mickey Spagnola. Thank you. <laughs> the Bills on defense. Strong tackling team. They got good linebackers. Uh, Jordan Phillips is a problem to quote yeah, Bill Belichick. The Oklahoma Sooner has seven <laughs> sacks from an interior defensive line. Wow. He is a monster. He's three hundred and forty pounds. Yeah, no one knew that. Yeah, yeah how they about don't that? Show in college. Yeah, <laughs> right. different type of defensive tackle than the Cowboys deploy, but it's he's he's productive. And I saw a stat where the Bills lead the league in negative plays defensively, wow. both tackles for losses and. Sacks. They actually have one more than San Francisco. So, run game's got to be sharp. Got to protect Dak and minus plays. Plus, you know, penalties, pre-snap penalties have really affected this offense, especially you, you, early in the game. You, you got to know if they're if they're all these uh, yards, negative yards for plays. Then you're talking about. Uh, an aggressive front line, front seven, possibly. Yeah, yeah Jordan Phillips like has us. been like that even college. He, yeah. He's a penetrator. Even at 6'6", 341 pounds is what he's listed at. He's a load. And he's got 10 tackles for loss. Now, and Ed Oliver, their first-round draft nice. pick yes. out of Houston. Houston. Uh, okay, yes. so Phillips is 6'6", 341. Oliver is 6'1", 287. Yes. But he's, he's yeah, like yeah. an Aaron Donald type. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So they got two long kick returns, 66 yards uh, by Roberts and Hyde, 45 yards. And their average, so that'll help your average because you don't have that many kickoff returns. We're back on special teams, but they're averaging 29.2. Yeah, he he found the. I just just found it. Took him five minutes. We ran through the entire preseason. Normally, normally when you have stats, all the offensive stats are on the front page, and now this one's on special. Mickey, how'd they do on special teams in that uh, big win over the Vikings? <laughs> was that, I think was Roberts that had a return season. for a touchdown. Was that okay. August the 28th or the 20th? Which one was that? <laughs> right. Which how'd, week was that? How'd that return guy who's now at Home Depot, how'd he do at that game? <laughs> no, <laughs> but what, what, what you see is now, if you've got that aggressive front line, 
You got to look for screens. We have to have our screen game on. Yeah, we've got to. Who's going up against uh, Foster? Who's the matchup with Foster on the O-line? Um, that's a good question. He's inside interior? Yeah, so it would be. Wait, wait, wait. Fo- wait, wait I'm lost. Foster. Foster. We're looking at the D-lineman for Buffalo. And Phillips? I'm asking the matchup that. Uh, oh, Phillips. No, who's going to match up with Foster, the defensive lineman for Buffalo? Offensively, who goes against Foster on our offensive line? Okay. Jordan Phillips, you mean. The guy that I was talking about. Yeah, I thought okay. Foster was no. from Buffalo. No, no, no. Jordan Phillips. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Phillips. Phillips. Okay, yeah. sorry. He's a defensive so it'll be a Travis Phillips, yeah. who's yeah. ever right. inside. right. So that's what pre- their pressure comes from up the middle. Jack Martin, for Connor Williams, part. yeah. Starlo Tulele has two sacks the last two games, and Oliver, by the way, two of his three sacks have come in the last two games. Mm-hmm. So, who was that against? Miami was one of them. They had like five, six sacks against Miami. And in Denver last week. If we don't count ours, then we don't count that Miami stuff. That's right. And so all of these stats we're throwing at you, they don't matter because the uh, Bills have not beaten a team with a winning record this season. Mm. Right? Not in the regular season. Nope. Nope, not in the regular season. Not in the regular season. (laughs) We established that. All right, we continue. Hey, that was yesterday. We continue (laughs) with more Talking Cowboys in Mickey's Read of the Day when we come back. Oh, that's what I look forward to. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at Stetson.com. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting Essilor US Essilor. See more, do more. So, you're shopping, and that's when you see it. Aisle 23. Dr. Pepper stacked from top to bottom as far as the eye can see. The phrase too good to be true comes to mind, yet there it is. A rich, delicious Dr. Pepper paradise. Wait, did, did that can of Dr. Pepper just open itself for you? They all are. As if to say, so nice to treat you. And even though it feels weird to talk to a can, you pick one up and say... It's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper, so nice to treat you. Back to Talking Cowboys. So if you're looking for an early Christmas gift, you know to, you need to go to getjackblack.com 
And you need to get the closer set right Ooh, here. You got a prop. Look how wow, neat this you thing is, stuff. huh? Okay. So what you get is one of their unique razors. You get beard lube. Yep. Along with <laughs> not beard double lube. duty face <laughs> moisturizer. And that's because no one knows shaving like Jack. Go to get Jack Black. Dot com. Yeah, at first I didn't know beer was a major component of shaving. Uh, yesterday I kind of went home and looked that up. What came up? I, uh, it, it was not what you want to hear. No? <laughs> no, talking about beer and lube. Yeah, it came up pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, so I just stopped. It, I just it, stopped. it wasn't Miller Lite? <laughs> I, no, I, I now stopped. keep a six-pack in the shower with me Very when, good. I, when I shave. That don't you, don't put you that beer lube, huh? drink beer when you, shave, when you, when you <laughs> take a shower? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we continue now here on Talking Cowboys, and we should point out the Buffalo Bills coaches during last decade after Wade Phillips. They were Greg Williams, Mike Malarkey, Dick Geron, and then into this decade it was Chan Gailey, it was Rex Ryan, it was Doug Marone. Mm-hmm. Anthony Lynn was actually an interim head coach for one game. Of course, he's now the Los Angeles Chargers head coach out of Texas Tech University, Salina, Texas. So was it the last game of the season? Or did I think it, it, I think it or probably was. That was the game that Tyrod Taylor, as you were pointing yeah. out, may have been in the break, that you pointed out that Tyrod was benched in favor of Peterman. Nathan Peterman, mm. who may be at Home Depot now. <laughs> he's right. actually on the practice squad for the – he's on IR for the Raiders. Oh. Yeah, like He we still said. could be at Home Depot like right said. now. Like we said, yeah, Home, <laughs> Home Depot, yeah. That's his other job. Okay, it's the return of Cole Beasley. Yes. Excited oh, about the return man. of Cole Beasley. Very good. Mm-hmm. That's a nice matchup. What, Jordan Lewis? Yes, yes sir. Yeah. I would think, I mean, Cole Beasley, I'm looking at snap counts, and they apparently go a lot, three three receiver sets, Buffalo does. Yep. A well, lot. Was he like 60-some percent? Six, oh, well, he's uh, – the last couple of games, I looked at snap counts the last couple of games, and he had 64 snaps and John Brown had 70 snaps. 65 last week and John Brown 74. So I know they're leading snap count guys at wide receiver. For a minute there, he had a nice little streak going. I think we made three straight games for a touchdown. Yeah, and he had one last mm-hmm. week, yeah. too. Against one Denver. last week, too? Mm-hmm. Yep. Ah, yep. And a lot like here. I mean, he's the guy they look to on third down to move the chains. You know, he's, he's got that underneath guy. Very reliable. I think well, he's well, second on well, sixty eight and a half percent of the snaps. There you go. Well quickly, uh Cobb or hot sauce. You know what? Cobb didn't cost twenty nine million dollars. And that's what his I think his four year deal was, mm-hmm. twenty nine million. Cobb's costing five million for one year. Contract aside. Yeah. Just performance. Contract aside. I've always been a Randall Cobb guy. Me too. Nothing against Cole Beasley. Nothing but, against our but homeboy. It's a, you know he's a different type of slot receiver because mm-hmm. the run after catch is, I think, what makes him different. More it's not just Meaning Cobb. You know, the little mm-hmm. yeah, ten right. yard out and okay, fine. I got ten right now. Beasley's gotten downfield. He and he was he's good gotten for what they needed. For him. Buffalo, just a yes. little bit as well. Yeah, yeah. that's why I'm wondering if they're using him outside a little bit mm-hmm. too. When I watched, he was mostly in the slot. But yeah, okay. but in terms of yards per catch, Mick Cobb is second among all Cowboy skill players this year. I think 240 yards mm-hmm. after catch, behind only Zeke, which you kind of expect that given the types of routes Zeke runs. Mm-hmm. So. 
Uh, that's probably a little bit of a different dimension, but I, I think Cole was a big loss that they had to replace. And and, and Cobb's, been, Cobb's been able to do that because Cole, I think, I looked it up, he was their top third down guy last year for Dak, and Cobb is this year as well. Right. So that's a guy that Dak looks to, and, and it's the court, whole quarterback-friendly thing. He's very quarterback-friendly. I mean, he's had some drops this year, but I think overall they're you know he's been what they expect. Losing yeah, somebody he, like Cole <clears throat> and, and replacing him with Cobb, we were extremely blessed. Pretty good yeah. front office extremely stuff, blessed. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And he probably leads the league in touchdowns called back by penalty. <laughs> he has been <laughs> due. Four, I think. I heard. Yep. The uh, Bills have small wide receivers. Beasley's 5'8", 174. John Brown's 5'11", 178. And their third receiver, Isaiah McKenzie, 5'8", 173. So no backdoor fades, right? No back shoulder well, fades. Well, but keep an eye out for Dawson Knox, the mm-hmm. tight end, yep. who um, is 6'4", 254. He moves like a wide receiver. Third-round draft pick out of Ole Miss. i got to say, we have had problems with our interior man-to-man coverage. Linebackers have not been doing a good job at that as far as matchups are concerned. And I mean, in critical situations, red zone, things of that nature. We always look at overall stats. But my thing is, uh, there are certain times in the game where you got to make a stop. And that's when the, the tight ends and the linebackers really have taken control of the running backs and the tight ends in coverage in the red zone. And Josh Allen, the quarterback, we talked about earlier in the week. Rob's pointed out his uh, running ability, and he's got a touchdown run. uh, Well, he's on the season. He's got seven touchdown runs. Leads the team. And he's, it's seven of eleven games. He's got to rush over ten yards, and they use him in some of the zone read stuff. How it's, big is he, guys? He is six five, two hundred and thirty seven pounds. Big QB, so sling it. It's a lot like Driscoll, and that's why I, I think. My pick to click, if I got to pick one, there it's got to be Sean Lee because I think, and, and the linebackers because they got to be aware of him. That's what I'm talking about. And Devin Singletary is an impressive young running back for them. Big, powerful back, got good vision. Um, Tackling is going to come at a premium ever since. They're, they're going to come at us with the running game. game. They're yeah. going to come at us with the running Frank game. You might well be ready for it. Aren't they like third in the league and or fifth in the league in rushing? They're they're pretty high in in in, in the rankings. They are fifth in the league in rushing. Pretty good on my part. So you know what they're going to do. They're going to come at us. They're going to make this a boring They're averaging 139 game. yards a game rushing, and a lot of that has to do with what Allen does. You know, and Singletary's uh, averaging 5.8 a carry. So, yeah, they're going to run. Now, the, what surprised me is everybody's talking about the year Frank Gore's having, right? Well, he's rushed for 541 yards. I think that's based more on it's just amazing that in year that fifteen still in the yeah. league, yeah, and that, still has yeah. five hundred something yards. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty impressive. But right. a lot of that, if you're twenty five, that's one thing. Yeah. If you're yeah. thirty five, yeah. that's a whole different thing. Right. Yeah. He's a yep. Hall of Famer. So, so you better watch the running game because yep. that's what's no. They're going to control the tempo of this game with their running game. That's how they're going to come out. You want to keep Dak Prescott in this offense off the field. Right. That's the way the coach is going to poke this game. Especially yep. when the Cowboys are at home, right? Mm-hmm. Especially at home. And it's going to be raining outside, but there's a roof here in 2019. <laughs> so then why mention that, Mick? Because there wasn't a roof last week. <laughs> It does matter to those who are coming to town and aren't aware of what the weather situation yes. is going to be tomorrow. And it's projected like rain all day. All day. Yeah. All day. Time to make our picks. You got Sean Lee as your pick to click? Yeah. I got I'm, going, I'm going defensively as well. I, yep. I have to go with Malik Woods. When I saw how effective he could be. Collins. 
I'm sorry, Collins. Malik Woods. By the way, Antoine Woods is out mm. with his injury, but Malik and Collins. Van Der Esch Malik too. Collins oh, yeah. showed me what he could, how effective he can be, the way he played last week, and we're going to need him to clog up that middle because when those offensive linemen start getting out on our linebackers. First of all, the defensive line was already beat. They're past him. The linebacker's already shut off. That's how you get the crease. You talk about Lombardi talking about seal here, seal here, up the alley. That's what we've been getting hit with all year long. And we, Malik Collins mm-hmm. would be the one, I think, to uh, help remedy that situation. You know, and, and, and here's a thought on that, too. So with Antoine Woods out, you know, everybody's talking about, well, Tristan Hill's going to be active. Tristan Hill, Covington's going to take a spot. Covington made a good boy. Yeah. But last week, or I keep saying last week, last Sunday, uh, Michael Bennett played his most snaps uh, so far. He had 50-some snaps before everything was in the 40s. So I would imagine you're going to see him out there a little bit more. And maybe one of the reasons why Collins was uh, so active when Bennett was in there with them, they were double mm-hmm. and triple teaming him. Mm-hmm. They did not want him to mess up anything. But he was still getting a push. I, I, I got to give it to him for effort, you know. His effort is amazing when he's out there. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody asked today about how he kind of walks around and it's real slow and kind of his own man. But when he's on the field, there ain't nothing slow about him. That's, that's Texas mm-hmm. guys. That's a yeah. Yeah. That's that's right. Texas guy. That's that's right. He's from East yeah. Texas. Yeah. That's my dad. That's, that's who good. they are. Okay. You might be a whole county of those guys. <laughs> so your pick to click? My pick to click. Um, this isn't a new thing we just started. <laughs> I am going to do what He's I did. He's compartmentalized. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Thank you. Everson knows I'm a deep thinker. Uh, you want me to get mine? He got to go to the next block in his mind. I, I, since they're at home and there's a roof, I'm going with Amari Cooper. Okay. All right. There you go. There you go. I'm going to go Jordan Lewis. Okay. Jordan Lewis going to make a pick and he's going to make some plays. And That's fun going against an old teammate. Man. It's got to be. You yeah, know they have practice. They've practiced yeah. this oh. so many times. It's oh, gonna yeah. Be like going back home. Especially when this is real because when they practice against each other hard, it's training camp, right? During the season, it's scout team. Yep. Yeah, but, but doing training camp, yeah. that's when you it's go real. Out to each that's other. when it's real. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So is it going to be a happy Thanksgiving it post-game be, interview for Jerry Jones it tomorrow? It shall be. It I, shall be. I agree with Everson. I mean, I think everybody's talking about Jerry's putting everybody on notice this week. And, you know, he's made some co- critical comments. But I think this team's already – the motivation is there. They, they feel like they're better than their record. I think they get back on track at home. They've played better at home. I think they get this one. When you when you put in this much money and your team is playing the way it is, you better say something. Yeah. Right? Otherwise, yeah. everybody's going to wonder, where's Jerry? So, How did he uh, do for the Red Kettle campaign this morning? Jerry, didn't he do Did he do yeah. interviews with yeah, you guys Yeah, that's where too? I heard they talking about it. it's time to win football games. Yeah. 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 And they will. 31-17, Cowboys. 31-17. Mm. Okay. Did, did, what was your score, Rob? I'll go 28-24. 28-24, Cowboys. Yeah, that's too many stars. I think that's too high. Too they're high? Gonna, okay. They're going to control this game. They're going to try to keep the scores down the way they always have all year. They might score 21 points. I look at 
Twenty-one seventeen, mm-hmm. and what does Super Bowl Bill pick? The road to the <laughs> Super Bowl. The road Ground to the Super Bowl <laughs> starts tomorrow at AT and T Stadium against the Buffalo Bills, and we're going to have a flashback to Super Bowl twenty-seven, a fifty-two to seventeen Cowboys win. Wow. Michael Bennett. <laughs> Michael Bennett is going to pick up a fumble and run it all the way to the end zone, and Jeff Cole Coates Beasley style. is going to knock the foot ball out of the end zone into the red kettle. Otherwise, it'd be 59-17. Instead, it's 52-17. Will he jump in Thinking of you, Leon Lett. Thinking of you, Leon Lett. That does it for your (laughs) Thanksgiving edition of Talking Cowboys. And we will talk catch you again on Monday. Getting you ready for the Chicago Bears. Happy Thanksgiving. I'll be sleeping till Monday. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?